Well, he's given me the thumbs up, but I don't know that I'm ready. But good morning, gentlemen. Morning online, and Pastor Curtis, if you're listening, I hope you're getting snowed on. He, he's up in Colorado for a couple weeks, taking some time off. But I did want to just talk a little bit about something that I'm, I'm passionate about, and, and a lot of people aren't, and I don't understand it, so I'm going to take this opportunity. And it's, it's talking about the anointing of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> Excuse me. The anointing of the Holy Spirit. And uh, speaks of it often throughout the Bible. But some of the ways it's worded, you just really don't realize that's what they're talking about. Unless you've studied all this stuff up. But in the third chapter of Matthew, verse 13, it tells of John baptizing Jesus. And it says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. And then on down in 16, it says, And when Jesus was baptized, immediately... He went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were open to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. And then Jesus was led by, by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. You know, immediately, what most people don't realize, immediately, when you accept the, the Holy Spirit, when you get indwelled with the Holy Spirit, which is accepting Christ, temptations come, even for Jesus. But to, to withstand those temptations, we all need the Holy Spirit. Jesus needed him, we need him. And so, but I believe the, the Holy Spirit's the most neglected of the Trinity, And uh, many, many of you at times pray to the Holy Spirit, or how many of you pray to the Holy Spirit? You know, He is the one who dwells inside us. Each and every believer in the Lord Jesus, the Holy Spirit does dwell inside us. In Luke chapter 4, Jesus begins His ministry starting in verse 14. It says that, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and a report about him went out through all the surrounding country, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. In verse 16, it tells of Jesus going to the synagogue in his hometown of Nazareth. And he read from the prophet Isaiah, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat down and the eyes of the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Now, wouldn't it have been cool to been there? And to heard that and to watch the confidence in him as he said that and sat back down. So are y'all y'all tracking with me, you know, listening, hearing what I'm catching? Yeah, I get a thumbs up back there. The Holy Spirit is vital to whoever wants to speak God's word. If you're going to speak it, you need to have the Holy Spirit empowered within you. You know, have you ever heard a flat sermon? 
<laughs> Tom laughed there. That's good. There's, there's sometimes you listen to a sermon and there's just no power behind it. And it's because he's not empowered by the Holy Spirit. There are pastors out there that aren't empowered because they've never had an, an acquaintance with the Holy Spirit. Some of these guys are highly educated men, but never sat down and, and were touched by the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, I did a funeral with a pastor one time, and, and uh, he spoke, and, and I never heard the mention of God, salvation through Christ. Never heard him mention the Holy Spirit the whole time he spoke. So when I got up, that's the first thing I did was welcome the Holy Spirit. And then we talked about life through a loving God, salvation and life everlasting through Jesus Christ. Then we talked about the power of the Holy Spirit that this man that had passed away had lived through because he was filled with the Holy Spirit. But you know, there was no power in the pastor, and years later I found out why, but he had no power when he spoke, and I've heard him preach in church, and he had no power. He had never had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. So in Philippians chapter 2, starting in verse 6, it takes us, um, he said that uh, though he was, the for, he was from God, did not count equality with God. He was a form of God, but he did not account equality with God. A thing to be grasped, but emptying himself by taking on the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. When Jesus came to earth, he laid down his divinity. And everything that he did while he was here was through the power of the Holy Spirit. And we all need to realize that. And that Holy Spirit's available for us also. In Acts 10, 37, 38, beginning from Galilee after the baptism that John proclaimed, well, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. In Luke 24, 49, now this is Jesus talking to the disciples after his resurrection. He says, and behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you have clothed, you have been clothed with power from on high. So let me ask you, were the disciples believer in Jesus? Sure they were. Sure they were. So what's this new power that Jesus is talking to them about? Y'all hang around here. There's power coming. But if they already had the Holy Spirit in them, what kind of you know makes you question what's going on? So we're taught that, that we receive the Holy Spirit when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and we are baptized into Jesus. But we can also ask for Jesus to baptize us into the Holy Spirit. Or the anointing of the Holy Spirit. 
or the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the filling of the Holy Spirit. There's many ways to say it, but just think about it. If Jesus needed the Holy Spirit, don't you think we do too? So we got to... I was talking with a guy about this the other day, and he just didn't get it, didn't get it. He said, I'm saved. I've got the Holy Spirit. Well, but it's like going down the road in your pickup, and you come up to a mountain to climb. If you don't put it in four-wheel drive, it doesn't do you a bit of good. It's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. If you don't put him in gear, then it doesn't do you any good. You may think, but then... Thinking it and, and re- actually putting the Holy Spirit in gear is two totally separate th- things. And people don't realize that. You've got to ask for the Holy Spirit or ask for a new indwelling in the Holy Spirit. John says to those present in Matthew 3.11, I baptize you with water for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you into the Holy Spirit and fire. These are I'm just listing some verses so that you all understand there, there is more to it than what we think. Mark 1.8, I've baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Now, these, this is all coming out of the four Gospels. And, and you know, it's, it's very rare or very few Stories in all four Gospels that's the same. It really is. Different people, different points of view. But the power of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is in all four. Matthew 3.11, which I just read. Mark 1.8, I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Luke 3.16, John answered them all saying, I baptize you with water. But he who is mightier than I is coming, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And in John 1.33, I myself do not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. There are very few stories, like I said, that are in all four Gospels. Baptism of the Holy Spirit, they are. In Acts 2, and this is at Pentecost, here's here's something for you to dwell on. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them, and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That's just cool stuff. This is what Jesus spoke of back in Luke 24, 49, when he he said, wait until you are filled with the power from on high. Then later, now this is all in Acts 2, then later in Acts 4, 30. One, and when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the Word of God with boldness. Now this is two chapters later, and, and actually in this story, John and uh, 
Peter had been imprisoned overnight for speaking God's word and speaking with Jesus. And they threw him in jail. And then the next day they had a meeting with him and everybody got in and and uh, then they, they released them, you know, commanding them not to speak of Jesus again. So we've got... Oh, and they left there, and they went to all the rest of the guys that were back there in Acts 2. They gathered back up with them, and they received power from the Holy Spirit. What I'm getting at is there's another indwelling of the Holy Spirit here. You don't just get it once. They, they were there at Pentecost and received the Holy Spirit, and then here it is two chapters later, and they get empowered again by the Holy Spirit. You know, I was always told when you get when you get saved, you get the Holy Spirit, and that's just all there is to it. You're good to go. Everything's ready. But there's more to it than that. Uh, every once in a while, we need a tune-up. We need a, a refreshing of the Holy Spirit, and that's where we miss it. We don't ask for a refreshing. You know, and... and Psalm, even in the Old Testament, Psalms 92, 10 is an example. But you have exalted my horn like that of the wild ox. You have poured over me fresh oil. Anytime you see anointing or baptism, what they're talking about is a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit. That's just the way it is. Uh, it's not a one-time thing. And, uh, you know, it just like, this this Sunday, actually, I prayed with another couple, my wife and I did, and just we prayed for a fresh anointing. And then I hung around for the second service and actually got a word for a lady, went over and prayed for her, and, and tears just flowed. And then I stepped around her and had a word for her husband. And it, it just he just sat back. He and he went to shaking his head. I, I just received the fresh empowering by the Holy Spirit. And now, you know, whether the Holy Spirit comes again or whether he, I put him in gear or whether it's my heart change, I don't know, but it works. I don't know which it is, but it works. You know, later that day I told Kay, I said, I've just been having trouble with some people or it didn't seem right, not trouble, but... Things just didn't seem right with them. So we just loaded up and drove over there. And I asked, I said, what's going on? I said, things aren't, aren't right with you. Not, I don't understand. And they just started crying and they told us what was going on. You know, there's, there's things like that. That's empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And we need to step in that and we need to walk in that. So, uh, you know, the, the, have you ever been uh, baptized into the Holy Spirit? You know, that, that scares a lot. I mean, from my old Methodist days, that scared me a lot for somebody to say something like that. You know, and I even had two of the, two of the, the older ladies, which it was a very old church, came up to me one day after I really got saved, and they said, don't you be bringing that Holy Spirit in here. You'll scare people off, and they'll leave. And and I thought, well, is she joking or is she she you know being truthful? And she was being truthful. She really was. 
we were having enough trouble trying to keep people in there and didn't want me running any off. But, you know, just in one of the things I want y'all to talk about here in a little bit is your, your experiences with the Holy Spirit. You know, the first time I, I really got prayed for was fixing to go on a quest and, and a man was praying for me. And, and I mean, I, I felt like a sack of taters and laid there in the floor and cried for I don't know how long. And I couldn't get up. When I did get up, I told him, I said, well, God just told me I'm going to get whittled on. And it's going to hurt. But in the end, it's going to feel really good. And so the quest was that week. We went on the quest. That's a week-long deal. And uh, he did. He whittled on me and showed I admitted some things that I'd kept hidden and confessed them. And uh, I'll be doggone if he didn't put me down again. And that time I laid on the floor and giggled and laughed. It's just, it's just the empowering of the Holy Spirit. And we were up in the mountains, and, and this beam of light, I'm telling you, it's just like as real as it was that day, came over the mountains and hit me in the eyeball, and I went down. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. We ask for that. We can receive it. We can get that strength, you know. Um, and, and, and I hope all of you have those stories of asking for the guidance and the strength of the Holy Spirit. And please empower me. And uh, you have stories to tell where you've touched men's lives or women's and couples. So that, that I'm big on the Holy Spirit. I am. I think we all are spend more time with him. But um, there's some questions on the table. Y'all just discuss and it, and it wants you to be personal, be real about this. And, and if you haven't been empowered by the Holy Spirit, I got to y'all pray for him. Y'all put some prayer into this and, and thought into it and, and watch God work and touch. And uh, anyway, y'all have a great day.